coming up very shortly, Terry McCullough for the tip for yes. the weekend. If you're going away for this long weekend, make sure you take it nice and easy on the roads. Yeah, especially around Port Wakefoot, up York Peninsula, if you're going around yeah. to Air. I know it's bumper to bumper, so... Those scenes already patience. are the roads. Oh. Busy, busy. As you know, it's Footy Friday, thanks to Rusden Wines, and just because we say footy, it doesn't mean just AFL. Well, plenty has happened in the world game the last 24 hours, so who better to turn to than our expert, Daniel Garb? Garby, welcome. Thank you, Rowie. How are you, mate? Good, my man. Hey, can I start with the Matildas? Oh, man. We lost yeah. 3-2 to Denmark. Yeah, I mean, look, it wasn't uh, the worst performance they've had. In fact, it was an improvement on recent performances. That's not hard to do. But, uh, look, some concerns there, mainly defensively. They were down 3-0 at half time. On the balance of play, it wasn't a 3-0 half. But they just seem so jittery at the back. Whenever the ball goes in the area, they just seem to panic. And they cause more problems than the opposition is actually inflicting on them. So... That's a massive concern, what, five, six weeks out from the Olympics. A couple of goals in the second half helps to build confidence, kept the clean sheet in the second half. But, you know, going forward, there were some signs of improvement. But if they don't sort out their defensive issues, they're just going to be making up the numbers in Tokyo. So that's Tony Gustafson's charter now is to sort things out at the back, and he hasn't got much time. Gee, I feel like we're in trouble. I I remember pre-2019, I'm calling we're going to be the next World Cup winners. Yeah, I mean, look, I think people are getting a rude awakening as to how much talent there is out there. Yes. And the Matildas have certainly been up there. But other teams are improving rapidly. I mean, they're investing more and more into their women's programs. It's becoming more competitive all the time. Our team is, is still a very good team, but the gap has closed enormously from where we were maybe two years ago to where we are now. And these defensive issues continue to happen. We've had changes in the coaching ranks. That doesn't help either. But the main concerns are at the back. They just can't seem to keep okay. teams at bay. There's no resilience there defensively. Goodness me. Talking about the Socceroos, we've got Nepal tonight um, in their third World Cup qualifier. We're looking for seven straight. I'm liking what I'm seeing here, <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, I mean, they're playing some weak opposition at the moment. Correct. I don't think we can get too carried away. I mean, Nepal and Chinese Taipei. You and I could probably get a run out there, Rowie, oh, and hold our own. I mean, I'm it. sorry. It's just a long <laughs> way away from the, from the standard that the Socceroos are going to be tested at, and that's the next phase of qualifying. But it's nice to see some wins. It's yes. great to see the team back out there. Lovely to see some new faces back in the other Socceroos lineup and, uh, and the depth being expanded for Graham Arnold. The Jordan game coming up, that's going to be a little trickier. They yes. can cause the Socceroos some problems. But really, it's about just getting these, through these, uh, these phase one games finishing top of the group, which we will do, and then you move on to the second phase, and that's, of course, very tight uh, on the road to Qatar 2022. That's when we start to get really uh, analytical about the Socceroos because they will mm. face some big tests then. Yeah, my word, very exciting. Hey, what about Ange Postacoglu, Celtic, <laughs> and, and the fans are spewing? It's just an enormous story oh, I mean, and yeah. an enormous achievement. I mean, this is the bloke who 12 years ago was managing kids for free in a suburban park in Melbourne because no one in Australian football wanted him. Wow. And now he's found himself as a manager of a club the size of Celtic. Jeez. It is just a, an unfathomable achievement. And I can't wait to see how he goes. I think he'll be a big success. Some of the fans have started to come around. The two weeks between him being announced as the likely manager and then it being confirmed has given them a chance to look at his record, look at how successful he's been, analyse the way that he speaks, uh, his presence, in the game, the way in which he wins over players, his style of football, and a lot have come around. Of course, still some naive naysayers, but uh, I think they will be 
Yeah, one over in, in a matter of time when they see Ann speak and then they see mm. his team play. It's just, it's such a huge opportunity for him in the Australian game and Australian sport. It's a, an enormous story and it's going to be such a wild ride. I, I, I think he will succeed. I'm pretty confident on that and I can't wait to see it unfold. Yeah, one year deal with options I think is smart as well. Uh, I've got a new team. It's going to be called Celtic Go Ange. And Harry Kuehl, he's picked up a gig. Yeah, he's at Barnet who are in the uh, the old conference in English football, which they call the National League now, so that's just below League Two. And look, he's had a rough time of it managerial-wise. Uh, Harry hasn't quite worked out for him yet, but Barnet are a nice club. They're in a, a, a cool area in North London. I've been to a couple of their games. I watched them get promoted to uh, to the League Two uh, league many years ago, and, uh, and that was a fun day out. I think he'll enjoy it there, and hopefully he goes well, because uh, he's shown some promise so far in his managerial career. It hasn't quite worked out. This is arguably the last opportunity for him in England before he looks at things in Australia. So hopefully he can get them promoted. That'd be nice. And one last one. Our Reds are in action on Sunday. We play Brisbane Raw. We a chance. We should win that, shouldn't we? It's a massive game. It's a tough game. It's an away final, an elimination final. And uh, by all reports, it's going to be sold out there in Brisbane. So they'll be battling a 12th man on the field as well, the Reds. But I like Adelaide's chances. I think it's a 50-50 game. But I look at Brisbane and I, I just worry about their lack of a quality goal scorer for a final. They've got some good, young, exciting forwards. But in a final, you need someone who can come up with a bit of magic out of nowhere. If the Reds can keep things tight at the back defensively, then I look at Craig Goodwin and I look at Tommy Urich as experienced players who can deliver something out of nothing to potentially deliver those goals for Adelaide on a big stage. So I'm siding towards the Reds in a very tight game because of that. Garby, thanks for your time. Thanks, mate. Great man. Go, you Reds. Socceroos tonight versus Nepal. That's 1.30 a.m. Reds this Sunday. Arvo versus Brisbane Raw. Big game. Daniel Garb.